Welcome to Swanglinese, the only podcast talking the language of business here in the Middle East. Your hosts, Barry Lee Cummings and Oscar Andermo, give you their own insights, as well as interviewing business leaders in the region to help you on your entrepreneurial journey. Barry, Oscar, let's talk Swanglinese. So, welcome to another episode of Swanglinese. This week, I'm on my own again because Oscar is off in India somewhere, but... This week I've got a very special guest to talk to, a very good friend of mine called Wayne Denner and we're going to talk a little bit today about online reputation from a personal perspective. Uh, we did an episode not too long ago about brand online reputation, we'll be, we'll be touching on that. But today's episode is really to help any of those people out there, entrepreneurs, business people that are perhaps thinking about an app for their business. Wayne, welcome to the uh, podcast, good to have you here. It's great to be here, Barry, thanks for having me on the show. Great, it's great. It's great to have you on the ground here in Dubai for a change. Um, so today we wanted to talk a little bit about this application that we've actually been working on together uh, called Rep Selfie. So take it away. What is it? Yeah, Rep Selfie is an app um, for iPhone and Android. Yeah. Actually, that's the same thing. So apologies for that. Uh, it's been a long trip over here. It's for iOS and Android. Yeah. And it's an app that available, enables you to check what your online reputation looks like. So a lot of us are using social media platforms. Um, if we put it into context real quickly, um, the average Facebook user posts 90 pieces of content a month. So if you multiply that out over 10 years, that is an incredible amount of content out there. And most of us, as you know, have no idea what content we've posted in the past. Yeah. So what we've did is we've come up with this innovative solution that allows you to get a picture of what your online reputation looks like to a potential employer. Right, great. And this is something that's been more and more in the news at the moment, is that how recruitment agencies, how companies are going through the recruitment process at this point in time, and how important and how valuable your online reputation is. Do you think that people know just how important their online reputation is today, end of October 2015? No. Um, your online reputation is your reputation. It's the currency for your employment right now. Um, three important statistics for your listeners. 93% of recruiters admit to using social media to screen applicants. 67% of those recruiters will screen out based on anything negative that they've found. And 35% of employers won't even invite you for interview if you don't have an online profile. So those are some recent statistics that kind of back up why there's a need for what we're talking about today and also Rep Selfie. Definitely, yeah. And it's something that we realized uh, a long while ago, because just to give the listeners a bit of background, we actually met probably five years ago now through social media. You were on a trip over here to Dubai and uh, looking for other digital people and the power of social media, a tweet and uh, a coffee later and uh, away we go. Now, one of the things that we want to do on a lot of these uh, podcasts is to, to help other people, uh, business people, entrepreneurs out there. So we'll, we'll come back to a bit more about Rep Selfie, but we want to delve into the process of developing an app, uh, something that we've gone through over the last I guess, uh, 18 months, I suppose. Um, do you want to just give the listeners a, an insight into where we started with this idea and where we are now uh, down the line? Well, I suppose, um, you know, your background is, was a lot like mine. We were familiar with web development, web design technologies and how that process all worked. Yeah. Um, I assumed um, that whenever we would start a, 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 an iPhone app application process, that it would be same. It would be similar. 
but it wasn't. It was completely different. And as a result of that, it's taking it's taken a lot longer to get it to where we've we, we've got it to right now. I think we're sixty five bills in, mm-hmm. um, and you know, really, it started off way way back trying to find somebody to actually build the application. It wasn't just a case of going to your local web developer and saying, okay. I've got an idea for an app. I need you to build me an app. The technologies are different. The language is different. So that took a bit of time um, to find uh, a trusted uh, developer that we could use to to build our prototype of the app. So initially, we we, we gravitated towards looking at online um, uh, development boards such as Elance, uh, Odesk. Uh, it's now called Upwork, yep. um, and that's where we sourced our initial developer from. But it was important that we knew exactly what we were looking for. We were lucky because we had that idea, that background in web development, so we kind of knew you know, the kind of things that we ha- well, we wanted to look out for. So we used those uh, freelance boards initially, and we screened about 350 developers yep. to start with. Yep. And of course, there was lots of developers out there that said, yes, I can do this, no problem. But when we started to drill down to exactly um, what our app needed to do and how it needed to function, we pretty quickly found that most of them couldn't do what we needed to do. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's a really uh, key point for, from this is that if you're thinking about developing an app, getting an app going for your business, make sure you have a very clear idea of what that app is going to do. There's no point going through this process, which is not an easy process for the sake of having an app. It needs to have a specific function, it needs to add value to your customers, and it needs to do something at the end of the day, because there's so many people that have got applications out there that don't do anything. They don't add anything more. You can do the same thing on their website. Uh, and realistically, they're just ticking a box. And, and digital, anything to do with digital is not about ticking a box. It's about purpose. And it's about being able to then track back what's going on within your, your business. Now, once we actually found out uh, you know, who our guys would be for this particular job, what was the next step in terms of actually getting the, the, the app build moving? I suppose the next stage of that um, was getting um, a wireframe drafted up of how the app actually was going to work um, and what the user process was going to be. So how many screens did we need? What process was the user going to go through? Was there a registration feature involved? Did they need to you know, validate any sort of email address in order to get access? And really the, the, the user flow throughout the app and what that was going to be along with any functionality that was needed to be developed into the app at that stage. What we decided to do, and I think this is important for your listeners, is we decided to, as you know, um, do it in stages. Mm -hmm. So what we would do is we would set milestones up and we would set our developer with those milestones. So this is milestone one. By the end of milestone one, we need to have the following completed and then we will pay you. Once you have completed those, we will move on to milestone two. So we weren't 50% of the project shelled out um, and then we didn't know where it was going to go or where it was going to end up we done it in stage and I think that's particularly for an application process because things will change and as you know we came up with new things that we wanted to add into the app and had we suggested them at the start it might have been just a little bit easier yeah definitely and another thing I think that that we want to touch on from from that side of things is the uh, the being aware of the fact that you are building something on somebody else's technology because just tell the, the listeners what happened when uh, Apple decided to launch their latest iOS. <laughs> yeah, and and and, that, and that's interesting because as 
with a background in web development and web design, we knew how the process worked. And apart from if your website's done in WordPress, there's very little updates. You update that and it normally will work most of the time. Whenever Apple brings out a new operating system, iOS 6, 7, 8, 9, which we're at now, I think we started this at iOS 8 um, or thereabouts. We're now into iOS 9. And once iOS 9 came out, the app stopped working. So there was a whole piece of work to be done there to um, optimize the app. That is the word that the developer uses, optimizes the app for iOS 9. Screen resolution changes, uh, buttons where the uh, technology to connect with APIs all breaks and all stops working. So you're back into spending more money to actually get the app working again. So be aware that there will be costs. Once you agree your budget up, have, have a separate budget there for fixes, for updates to technology. And you're going to spend that money on that. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's very, very uh, good advice for anybody out there. Whatever you're budgeting for, add some more onto it because you're going to need it. Things change all of the time. Uh, and, and that's the the beauty of the, the world we live in and the frustration of the world we live in when it comes to digital. Um, going back into then this idea of online reputation and what the actual app is going to do. Do you want to go into a bit more detail about how we uh, came up with the idea uh, of, of of helping people to take care of their online reputation? So we were um, delivering a lot of education in schools um, and we were talking to students and graduates uh, and parents and teachers, but mainly the student and graduate population about some of the things that they're doing on social media. And I always kind of map this back to my own social media profile. And, and this is kind of what we thought started to think about when the idea came about. I mean, we have a lot of content out there, everybody who uses social media. And to put it in context for myself, 43,000 tweets. That's a lot of tweets. So yeah. I couldn't tell you if they were positive, negative, or indifferent. Yeah. But there is a good chance that if somebody wants to hire me for a particular job, they might just spend a bit of time looking through my online reputation, going through my Twitter account and trying to see, is there anything potentially negative that could cause a problem for our business? Mm -hmm. So that's the thing. This is a problem not just for yourself, but your business. So if you do get a job with with a global brand or you do get a job in a public office, somebody might just want to go back through your social media accounts and see, what information is out there about you and potentially use it against you. So the app uh, enables you to aggregate all that social media content and really get a true picture of what is out there and what potentially your online reputation looks like. Perfect. Do you want to give a couple of examples of uh, people that could perhaps have used something like this um, a little while ago and who've had had really suffered the impact of people looking into their online reputation? Yeah, uh, one of the most recent examples is a... is a Spanish footballer and uh, he was involved in a 22 million pound transfer deal about 12 hours before the transfer was about to go through the club that he was moving to went back through his social media accounts Mm -hmm. so this was 22 million UK pounds a lot of money so what they decided to do was let's take a look at this person's social media profile and they found a number of tweets and a number of Facebook posts which were negative towards the club that he was about to move to, right. and they decided to cancel the transfer deal. Right, so uh-huh. his, his online reputation cost him £22 million. Effectively. Yeah, exactly. And this is the thing. So, okay, £22 million is a lot of money, but if you're looking for a new job, if you're looking to change jobs, if you're looking to set up a company, your online reputation impacts everything that goes on around us at this point in time. Is there any other ones that, 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 that spring to mind? Yeah, there's, there, there's the one in the UK of Paris Brown. Um, she got the job as the UK's first youth police commissioner at 17. Mm-hmm. 
She was only in the job three days and she was forced to resign due to tweets that she posted when she was 14. So she got the job at 17, but she posted the content at 14. It came back to haunt her at 17 and she lost the job. Now, had she been able to go back through her social media profiles and get a picture at that time, then she may have been able to just remove that content. Yeah, <laughs> yeah costly. And this is the other, the, the real point that needs to be driven home from an online reputation perspective is that your online reputation is your reputation, as you said. And there's been some, some uh, content in the news recently about the actual monetary value associated with your online reputation because uh, we know as well from a recruitment process and an employment process, but we've also started to see that um, financial institutions are looking at our online reputation to see whether or not they want to loan us money for example, at the end of the day, because if your social media is full of you going out there spending all of your money all the time, then you might not be a great candidate to take out a, you know, a, a big loan from, from the bank. Um, so we can't emphasize enough how important your online reputation uh, really is from that side of things. With that in mind, have you got any sort of top tips for people to, to, to take on board when they're thinking about their own personal online reputation? Where should somebody start when they're thinking about this? Well, I suppose the, the number one place they should start at is, is, is Google mm-hmm. um, and, and getting a picture of what information is on the search engines about them. Um, that's a great place to start. Uh, and that will give you an indication what is out there on you know natural search results. Yeah. So what stuff have you posted in the past, maybe on a personal blog? Uh, what comments have you made maybe on other people's um, blogs or review-based websites? Uh, have they been appropriate or have they been very negative? Yeah. So that's a good place to start. And I think, um, you know, your listeners should be aware that, you know, by setting up a Google alert on your name, you know, that just gives you a little bit of protection that if somebody does mention you in a blog post or a newspaper article, which happened to me recently, uh, a a newspaper in Ireland actually had wrote a piece of uh, an article about online reputation and referenced me in it. Now, this was a newspaper that I heard and knew nothing about. Mm -hmm. They were in another part of of the country. But I got the Google notification to say, you have been mentioned in this. And I was able to go and look at the article and make sure I was happy with it. Exactly, yeah. And this idea of Googling yourself, setting up um, an alert. So, Because I think what I found with a number of the sessions that we've run before is that people don't know what's already out there about them. And this whole idea of taking control of your online reputation is empowering you to get back on side with it. Um, I had a a case where there was a young girl at uh, one of the universities who came in the the second day of the course and had said that she'd gone and looked at herself online. There was nothing untoward. It was just all irrelevant. All of the content was about when she was 16 years old. She was now 21 years old, about to graduate from university. But anyone looking her up online would assume she was still at high school. Uh, so it's, it's not always about the negative, and that's something that we want to really push forward as well. But from a, a, an individual perspective to take control, what else do you would you recommend people do? Well, I would say go beyond Google. Mm-hmm. Um, so go into Instagram and have a look. Maybe, you know, there's a, a great search facility within Instagram right now. A lot, of, a lot of social media users are using Instagram and search out your name. So hashtag your name and find out if it groups any conversations where you are mentioned in or pictures that you were maybe hashtagged in that you didn't know about. So you can go back through and maybe be aware that that content's out there. Um, and look at Twitter as well as a real-time search engine. What are people saying about you right now? But you're right, it's not all about the negatives. There's a massive opportunity here to use it to your advantage by creating what we call the positive, uh, the golden rule, generating positive content. The more positive content that you push out there, the more search engine friendly you're going to be. It's a bit like content marketing, that when these recruiters that we talk about or these customers 
who want to engage with your services or want you want to get you to work for their business are going to find all this positive content and they're going to see you as a thought leader, somebody they'd like to have working with them because of all this content that you've created online. Plus, if you do have something negative, it's not the end of the world. Mm -hmm. You can bury that content deeper and deeper within the search engines. And 97% of people don't look past page three of Google. Yeah. So you want to at least make sure you're on you're looking good in the first three pages of Google. Definitely, yeah. I mean, I always, when I say to my customers, I say, you want to be on the first page because actually people don't that often no, go to page two either uh, from that side of things. Um, when it comes to that, uh, generating positive content, is, is there anything that you recommend to people to, to, to do in terms of would it be um, you know just tweeting positively? Is it uh, just thinking about your Facebook post or, for example, is a, a blog potentially an idea? I think you should think about everything that you post online. I think our rule is stop, think, post. Yeah. So no matter what you do, you should just take a moment and ask yourself a couple of questions would I be happy with this message going on a global billboard in the middle of Dubai? Yeah. Because effectively, that's what it is. Once it goes online, it's on a global billboard and it can be accessed from anywhere at any point. It's very difficult to take it down then. So I think um, be aware before you post any content. That's really important. Be sure aware. Yeah. We talk about that with, with students. Um, but also I would think about you know creating this positive content around building a blog around what it is you're interested in, the things that you're all about. And then start pushing content out through Twitter and out through your Facebook account and out through your Instagram accounts. The more of this positive content that you're generating, the better you're going to look in the search engines and you're going to look more appealing to employers and also potentially universities applications. 87% of uh, US universities now admit to screening applicants for programs yeah. on courses. Yeah, absolutely. It's ha and this is the, the thing, it's happening already. I think, do you want to just tell that story about the uh, your friend with the legal firm and how the, the that particular process went? Because I yeah. think it's really, really valuable. Really relevant to anybody who is looking to become more employable. Um, a lot of people out there are now applying for jobs. Um, there's incredible competition, as you know, um, and there was, I think, 200 applicants applied for a job as a as a as a as a solicitor, mm -hmm. um, a law practitioner, mm -hmm. um, and it was narrowed down to five people. Every one of those five people had great qualifications, good high school diploma, um, good college uh, degree. Some of them even had masters, mm -hmm. so very well qualified. A lot of them had also some good experience. Mm -hmm. um, so it was narrowed down to five people and the person, the girl who got the job over the other four candidates was the person who had a positive online profile because they did carry out some online research and they found that she was blogging from the age of 16 mm -hmm. about legal issues. She was tweeting and she had a big network on LinkedIn of all these other legal professions and she was creating all these LinkedIn posts. So it showed the employer that she was the right candidate for the job because she was the person who went beyond the qualifications, beyond the experience and created all this positive content online that could be potentially very valuable mm -hmm. for the company that she was just about to join. Exactly. It shows them that they're thinking a bit bigger than just, uh, I'm, I'm qualified and I want to get this job over here. And I say this in many of our sessions is that un unfortunately for the next generation, for us as well, anybody that's looking for a job, there's not enough jobs out there for everybody. There's not enough places at university for everybody. So you have to stand out. You need to stand out from the crowd. And one of the best ways to do that, positive online reputation. 
Okay, Wayne, well, um, thank you very much for joining us uh, this week. We try to keep our podcast episodes short and sweet so people can uh, digest them on on the the commute in. In Dubai, the commute tends to be a bit shorter than back in the UK. Um, Is there anything that you wanted to leave uh, the listeners with in terms of uh, just information, top tips, anything? uh, Back to Rep Selfie, for example, just... What would you say to people about their online reputation? I just think get an idea of how it looks right now. Um, you might be pleasantly surprised. And a question I always ask everybody, um, as you know, I've been here for three days doing some training. Um, and the question I always ask is, what does your online reputation look like? Mm-hmm. Most people look back at me with a blank expression. And I was no different 18 months ago, and nor were you, yeah. because we, we weren't really sure. Mm-hmm. That was the thing. It's not necessarily that there might have been stuff out there. But we just couldn't answer that with a definitive I know or I know what it looks like. So I would say to your listeners, just get an idea of what it looks like. We now have a tool coming out over the next couple of weeks, which is going to be available in the region here. So I would say to people to go check out repselfie.ae and have a look at the app. Um, It's free to generate your score. So it will give you an idea on how your online reputation looks like. And think of ways then that you can start to use internet and social media to your advantage. Perfect. Thank you very much, Wayne. For anyone that's interested in uh, looking at Rep Selfie, jump onto Twitter at Rep Selfie. Uh, we'll be looking for some uh, beta testers in the very near future. Thanks again for your time, Wayne. Been a pleasure to have you and a safe trip home when you go. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Swanglinese with your hosts, Barry Lee Cummings and Oscar Endermo. We'll catch you next time.